PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Okay. Show me. Welcome to Billy D's Death at the Movies. What's up, my dudes? Woof. Billy D's big week is finally over. Holy crap. I saw Explosions in the Sky on their 20th anniversary tour, shot Radke for Black Serpent Press, attended a dessert for dinner event where we ate all the delicious things prepared by Chef Brian and two guest chefs, and finally wrapped the week with the Misfits at the Garden. Oh, I also hit my 2019 Crespo Hundo. No big deal. The last two films of my hundo were both interesting. One was very good, and one was pretty good. First up, number 99, Gwen. This movie's another in a string of ultra-bleak period films I've been seeing lately. Starting a couple years ago with Robert Eggers' The Witch, I'm calling it a trend. It started with Hagazuza, which I still think about, and continues with Gwen, a film about a teenage girl in the Wales countryside during the Industrial Revolution. Dad's gone in search of work in the factories, Mom's barely keeping the property from being sold to someone who wants to turn it into a giant hole in the ground, and all the neighbors are dead from plague. This movie is deliberately paced, with fresh new hell for Gwen as each day in her awful life gets worse and worse. The cinematography is gorgeous, each frame looks like a painting from the era. But this movie is bleak, I cannot stress how bleak this movie is. It's for fans of pale skin, gray skies, and falling sickness. And on to number 100. Drum roll, please. Three from Hell. I had to see how Rob Zombie wrapped up his Firefly Family trilogy. And you know what? It wasn't bad. Sure, the idea of them surviving the Devil's Rejects closing scene is laughable, but that's how Three from Hell starts, and it only gets bigger and crazier from there. Say what you will. Zombie has a distinct style and voice. It really only works in the films he creates from the top down, though. His Halloween films are interesting misfires that I don't hate and I think would work better as slashers separated from the Halloween franchise. Lords of Salem's biggest crime is that it's kind of boring, but it looks beautiful and is a distinct departure from his other films. The less said about 31, the better. But Three from Hell is undeniably a Rob Zombie film and is more Devil's Rejects than 31. Sadly, this was Sid Haig's last portrayal as Captain Spaulding, and most of his role had to be rewritten as Richard Brake's Foxy due to his declining health. The inclusion of this previously unknown brother Foxy is a little distracting because you know this was supposed to be Captain Spaulding. Brake does his best though, and holds his own in scenes with Mosley's Otis. Bill Mosley is fierce and unhinged as Otis. His turns as this character are mesmerizing, truly an iconic cinema monster. That brings us to Sherry Moon Zombie. She's really improved over the years and has gone from a cackling bimbo maniac to a steely, more Charles Manson type. Some of her parole hearing stuff was really good and reminded me of Leslie Easterbrook as Mama Firefly in The Devil's Rejects. So wow, I actually have a lot more to say about this movie, but I'll leave it at this. This is Rob Zombie's best in a while, but falls short of being as good as The Devil's Rejects. I will be continuing my hundo through the end of the year, and maybe I'll hit 150. Hopefully I'm going to see The Lighthouse this week. Looking forward to that. Stay cool, Billy D.
Chris Crespo All the fun. Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen, Listen to his shit. Welcome to Cinema Crespo Tiso. What is up? Welcome to episode 354 of Cinema Crespo Tiso. I'm your host, Chris Crespo, chilling in the Crespo Tiso studio with my homemade Drew Sakagburn. What up, dude? How you doing, dude? We just talking, uh, cooking recipes for the last 15 minutes or so off mic, sharing some of our, our favorite brownie recipes. If you want to get some of those, you can... DM us on our, uh, our Yumly accounts. On what? Yumly. You're not on Yumly? Excuse me? You don't want people to know your Yumly handle? I, I don't even know what that is. Anti-hero for one. It's a thing. <laughs> don't Share know. recipes. Get recipes. Don't know Food what you're stuff. talking about. Yumly. Just a caliber. This episode brought to you by Yumly. Get your yum fixes at yumly.com. Young app. You do Yumly app. You can do uh, share, like I said, recipes. And I think that's all you do. I, don't know. I hope you got a fucking check for that. I did. It's a big check. It's one of those big <laughs> ones that barely fit into the door. I took Good. it to a bank. They wouldn't cash it. It was awkward. So, uh, technically, I still haven't gotten big. Mm. Uh, but, uh, what sucks? It does suck. It does suck. Oh, let's just say trade for a second. Thank you so much, Trey, from the Swervy Jones Show, cooking up comedy, etc., etc. Uh, I'm Jones fam. Are you guys? I don't know. Drew's like, he doesn't give a shit. About I hope you got to check for that shit, stuff. too. Uh, no, nah, they're both patrons. That's cool. They, between the two of them, they pay more to us than I do to them. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're in the positive. Yeah, okay, we're cool. In that one to- in, totally fine, then. In that one instance. So we appreciate okay. it, guys. You guys are great. So Jones fam. If you don't want to sign up for the Jones fan, but still want to check them out, they do a free show every week. Check it out. It's every Jones show. Those guys are great. And gal, Crystal. What's up, Crystal? She doesn't listen. Um, No one listens. Not many people. I was just about to say, not many people do, Chris. No one listens. <laughs> it's not nobody listens, just not very many people. Actually, our numbers have been going up in the last, uh, lately, in a few, I don't know how you want to, the metrics. They go I, up, they go down, they go up, they go down. I, I'm so sick of it, Drew. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I'm so sick I don't even care. I'll let you know when we hit a million total. Yeah, hundred percent. Tom, Tom and Dan did it in uh, seven years. Oh, it's going to take us a long, long time. Yeah, we're we're going to give up before that happens. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Unless something yeah. drastic happens. Unless you go on a shooting rampage and then I continue the show afterwards. Ooh, we need notoriety of some sort. Hey, Drew's the guy. Hey, uh, side note, I have an idea. <laughs> hmm. I, hey, Drew, can I see you in the kitchen real quick? I have an idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, you fit the profile. I do. You fit certain profile, I, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I do. I got water on my tab. Mm-hmm. Here. Now I got to fix that. Oh, what a, I'm a sloppy mess. I don't even need to top tab it. Get that out of here. Meaning it for the second half, not the first half. Oh, my God. Drew Chicago, we don't have a guest. It's just you and I. Like, we haven't done this before a billion times. Uh, Steve actually couldn't join us. It's his mom's birthday. They're having a birthday lunch for his mom. Isn't Good for that, them. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah, it's very sweet. Good for them. Congratulations. Uh, what do you do? For my mom's birthday, we went to a Haleo. That was cool. Have you been to Haleo yet? Nope. We're going to have to go. You want to go? It's so far away. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you told my brother that. Hey, he's the dumbass that drives out there every day. He just left for Haleo. Mm. So far away. You did get to meet Jose Andres? 
cool. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. You can quit now. No, I mean, if that's all you wanted, yeah, but why haven't you quit yet? Because Jose Andres didn't offer him another job on a spot like you. You look like I want to bring you with me to Guatemala to uh, save the children. You know what he's doing. Jose Andres, he's crazy out there. I don't want to do any of those things. You don't want to be a humanitarian, a philanthropist, uh, uh, a person who makes the world better with his massive wealth? Uh, my idea of a better world and your idea of a better world mm-hmm. very greatly. I think a better world is one in which you aren't in it. See, there we go. Actually, so we're actually <laughs> on the same page here, aren't we? Well, no, it's not that. The, uh, my version of a greater world is like... If I could cull the herd by like half, I'd be. I'd, if I could pull a Thanos, you I'd be. Pull, I'd be happy with myself. You want to pull a Thanos? Yeah, hold totally. How come Thanos didn't just uh, make double the resources? He's like, I want to cut the population by half. Why don't you just snap your fingers and double the resources? Because then nobody wants to stop him. Then he's the good guy. Then he's a good guy. Then he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. I'm gonna double the there's, resources. No, there's no fun no, in that. I'll, I'll snap my fingers and we'll cut the population yeah. by half. Hey, no, th- th- then he's just. A benevolent god. Well, no they, one wants to fight against a benevolent god. Taking away the whole uh, loving death thing, which they tease in the original Avengers. I know. Right? And, <laughs> and then they cut it out eventually, and uh, he's just like, I'm just a Republican. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, I'm just conservative politics, you know. I mean, we gotta... <laughs> gotta guard. But even then, no, we, uh, conservative Republican politics, they're like, uh, we have to use all the resources for my own wealth. So that's not Thanos. Thanos, no. instead, he's like... Uh, we have to he's more of a, he's more of like a, a super right wing like communism type shit communism or I was even to say uh, environmentalist terrorism Where type of thing everything should yeah yeah it's like the resources are more important than the lives so we have to cut the lives in half in order to maintain the resources and then Captain America's like he kind of had a point I saw some whale humpback whales in <laughs> like I seen some shit man I seen some good shit <laughs> since the snap since the blip. <sighs> Oh, wait, you're doing a show. Okay, I was just, I thought, Are we? I thought we were just hanging out, having a good time. I mean, <laughs> just, you know, we're just enjoying ourselves and hanging, you know, doing our thing. Guys, if you want to hang out with us, you can do so. We've installed the bleacher system here in the studio where for $10 a person, you can sit in the bleachers for an episode. You get a ticket. You get a live, you get to do a live taping of Cinema Crest So it's going to be fantastic, Drew. Are, are you, you see? But you have to pay for the <laughs> ticket. You have to pay for your own transportation. Yeah, I mean, what? No one, you don't, <laughs> no one pays you to drive to the Jeopardy studio to sit in the audience. You show up your ass self. Show your ass up here. <laughs> you come here at yep. a certain time. So we'll set up the event by event right page. We'll set up the you know you can reserve your seat for ten dollars a person plus taxes plus surcharges plus two drink minimum etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. And then uh, you can sit in our new bleacher system. You like this new bleacher system we have here? It's a fold out thing. It's into the wall and then it folds out when the people get here. And uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun, Drew. We're gonna do. Uh, you did reinforce the walls for the extra weight. That's on a load bearing wall, right? That's on a, that's on a load bearing wall. I was not. Gonna, <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I heard a, a stud in there. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> uh, also, show up in costume because then we'll do a let's make a deal style uh, based on your costume and enthusiasm and uh, listener involvement. It's gonna be great. It's a new, a new evolution of cinema, Crespity. So. I'm Coming sure, soon. I'm not sure if I like it. So look for the event right page on our Facebook group, etc., etc. Drew's a guy where we saw Zombieland colon double tap. We did, Chris. We did it. And so did some people in America. How much did it make at the box office? <clears throat> well, it was number three this week. Uh, so it made $26.7 million. 
that's okay. Uh, budget of 42. Okay. And... Well, uh, extras on me, I guess. $5 million foreign opening, so 32 total. 32 total. I don't see this being much of a uh, foreign no. hit anyway, no. right? So it feels very uh, American. Uh, number three. Is number one Joker again? No, number one is Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, $36 million. I had done about from this event. $36 million. Joker did pull another $30 million in 29.2, so... Did you say $30 million? 29.2. Damn. And it's, what is this? It's third or fourth third. week? Yeah. Uh, so uh, so what's that? Like a 20% drop from week to week? 15% drop? Uh, the, uh, 47%. 47%. Man, that is, that's incredible. That's, even at only three weeks, that's already it's starting to show some legs. That's interesting. Well, that's I mean, after three weeks, it's made uh, three quarters of a billion dollars. Yeah, man. So. That's already there. That's something. That's incredible. R-rated movie too. Well, that Deadpool Logan showing the audience is there for these. Uh, nobody fucking believes me, Chris. <laughs> we, keep, we keep showing you this. We no, keep telling no, nobody you. Nobody fucking believes me. We keep telling you. You give me an adult cartoon. I mean, an adult comic book mm-hmm. movie, and as an adult, I'm going to go see We're it. Go see it, man. Watchmen was a full decade too early for that I, shit. I, I mean, yes, you know there is the PG-13 market for these comic book movies. Absolutely, but there is a. Billion dollar rated R market for it too. There is as, as the Joker has shown. You can have both, and there's also a market for family superhero movies, yeah. as we saw with Shazam. Exactly. Shazam. So a decent amount of money. Run the gamut, guys. guys. Come on, do it all. Don't be afraid. Don't, give me some. Give me some fun stuff. Don't be a bunch of snowflakes. Give me the Punisher movie I want. Man, Warzone was, <laughs> was like still the closest thing. Extra violent. It was like, but it was like Jigsaw had his face ground up. But it was slapstick violence. I rewatched it recently. Yeah, it's it, almost it's almost the, funny to the point where it's cartoony. Yeah, Lexi Alexander, <coughs> not a comic book person, she like the most violent stuff in that movie. She just lifted from the comics. Dude, that's all I gotta do. Yeah, I mean, she was like, Punisher's are... a fucking brutal book. Yeah, she's like, I just took panels, including the, the grandma getting her uh, face turned into a meat smoking meat crater. Yes, uh, that was in a comic. Uh huh. Lexi's like, I didn't think it was crazy shit. <laughs> Someone else already did. I just took it and filmed it. Uh, she's awesome. I can't wait for a Chris Benoit movie. <laughs> it's been, really? It's been in development for a couple years now. Like, the Crippler? Like, yeah, I wonder if they're going to call it The Crippler. They, they fucking better. They can't call it Wolverine because that's yeah. uh, already denotes another character. Yeah, they're, they ha- they're going to have to call it The Crippler. The Crippler would be good. The Canadian Crippler. Ooh. <laughs> Either that or they call it Murder-Suicide. I don't know. <laughs> Canadian Murder-Suicide? What are you talking about? Um, oh, yeah, so we saw Zombieland Double Tap. I went into this... Uh, with extremely low expectations. I enjoyed the original Zombie Land, but also really didn't revisit it since 2009. Why? Exactly, right? It felt like pretty disposable at the time. It, it, it was like the uh, scary movie of zombie movies. It was poking fun at the genre. Not really. Not so spoofy, though. But I, see I mean, not, not so spoofy, but of the genre. It wanted yes. to. It wanted to have it both ways. It wanted to make fun of the genre, but then also tell a story. Mm-hmm. About, you know. A group finding family, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this one feels like the same thing, where it wants to be very meta, spoofy, but then also tell a real story about characters and stuff like that. Agreed. Uh, Don't think it worked as well? Just because it's diminishing returns, right? We've been there, done that. Um, Unless you're John Wick. Well, I mean, there's always, you know, Fast and Furious 5 is the best one, for crying out loud. The fifth one. <laughs> And then there's like six, seven, okay, now we're 
got a weird, different diminishing returns type thing. But what if the next one all of a sudden is awesome? You now I can't tell. I don't know anymore. Up is down. Black is white in Miller's Crossing. Um, so, uh, when the movie started and I was like, Jesse Eisenberg's character, was it Wichita? Is he Wichita? Ohio? He's Cleveland? O- he's Columbus. Columbus. Uh, when his voiceover starts, he's like, hey, thanks for choosing us for your zombie entertainment. It's been a long time, et cetera, et cetera. Very referential. What's going on? It's funny that Zombieland launched a bunch of careers, right? Zombieland launched Ruben Fleischer's career. Mm-hmm. Comes back to direct this one. He goes on to do Gangster Squad, which is his big first real dud, I thought. Uh, I still like 30 minutes or less. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, because he's in Sorry. It's not bad. You know, seriously, it's not bad at all. It's a fine little movie. It's a little, it's a little yeah. movie. It's a little thing. It's fine. Um... And then he, I feel like he did something after. But then, uh, obviously, Venom was huge for him, right? That really gave his career a shot in the arm. And then he goes to this. Uh, it's pretty big for him. Um, the writers of Zombieland are the same dudes who went on to write Deadpool, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Deadpool 2, et cetera, et cetera, and all this stuff. Uh, and other things as well, obviously. And, uh, and they all are coming back for this one. And you can kind of feel it's like a lot of the same humor, especially that you saw it in Deadpool. It works really well in Deadpool because that's the character. Mm-hmm. And this one, though, it feels like... Mm. And, um... Okay, so here's a weird example of the movie. Like, I feel like... A good example of the movie, for me, personally, happens right in the opening scene. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you're doing something that's cool, and I like it, but then it's also kind of wrong. Like, eh, I don't know about this. Okay. I'm talking about the use of Metallica's Master of Puppets. Mm -hmm. I know, right? Okay. (laughs) Opening scene, opening credits, really. Slow mo, zombie death, Master of Puppets rapping in the background. Yeah, man, Master of Puppets really loud. Uh, they're killing people, killing the zombies as yeah. they uh, go to the White House. To live well, the White one House of the better parts of the movie, actually. One of the better parts of the movie. It's a lot of fun. Maybe you realize as soon as it keeps it there, bam, bam, bam. I'm like, man, not enough movies use 80s Metallica. No. Like, it would work great in many situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, just check out the movie Hesher <laughs> for a great use of Metallica in movies. Uh, but then. I realize, oh, wait, they're playing the Master of Puppets, mm-hmm. right? And then the, the lyrics kick in. I guarantee they use it um, because there's um, a line in there where it's, now I'm killing you. Da, 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 da. I guarantee that's why they use the song. Because otherwise, the song makes no sense. It's a song about addiction. The yeah. lyrics are very plainly mm-hmm. about, yeah. you know, cocaine use and alcohol. Ma- ma- and Yep, yep. <laughs> Master of, I'm pulling your strings. I'm pulling your strings. I'm twisting your mind. I'm, I'm slashing your dreams. I'm wasting your time. <laughs> Master, <laughs> like this doesn't work. Like yeah, thematically, yeah. this does yeah. not work. So you're not asking me to think about this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not the type of person who's like, oh, just turn off your brain or whatever. Like, no, my brain doesn't turn off. It, it's a working brain. Sorry, uh, I'm not going to be a drooling idiot to pretend to enjoy. No, you're not going to be a homer. You're, I'm not going to be a homer. I enjoyed that. That you're bringing up homers. So spoilers on. We're not going to get spoilery about the movie plot, whatever. But there's some details I want to talk about. I like the classification of zombies. And the first one's the Homers, and I like how it's like when they show it on screen. It's a Simpsons, Simpsons font. It's yellow. He's got the donut as the O. The pink spring is yeah. yeah. So it's like all right. So I, uh, they paid. Like, hey, can we please pay up twenty thousand dollars to use this font? Like, yeah, sure. That's how. The, well, I mean, that's it, how copyright law it, works. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it all, all Fox anyway? Who does Zombieland? Look it up. Look it up, Drew Stare. Look it up. Or is it all? It's, I mean, it's all Disney now, anyway. So who the fuck cares? Like thirty percent of it's Disney. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, they could just like write a letter to a, a lateral department. Like, that's what I'm hey, saying. We, we want to use this for. Our thing. Can we please yeah. clear your standards? And, and that's all it takes. Et cetera, et cetera. It, it won't cost them a fucking dime. So they, but they've they've classified zombies into three cats in the beginning. We got our we got our uh, our homers, who are big dummies who are practically harmless. 
You can use them for entertainment. Then there's the the ninjas who are super stealthy. Uh, they're a lot of fun. And then who's the um? Oh, the the combat on the opposite side of the homers. They're the Hawkings, and they're the zombies that are like actually pretty smart. smart. And their example of the Hawking was a good like. Oh, that's really fun. Like I like their how they did this. It was really cool. So actually, when the movie was starting, I was like, you know, maybe maybe this could work, but it was just like. <sighs> It felt like the vehicle is moving. You know what the movie is like? It's like it's like Tallahassee driving a monster truck. Mm-hmm. Like it's working. It's going. It's not getting oh, some things over. Sony Pictures. It's Sony. Mm. Yeah, so we gotta pay a couple bucks probably for that. Like, yeah. hey, can we pay a couple bucks to use this uh, to use your Homer thing? Um, and uh, it, it's like him trying to drive a monster truck. It, it gets, it drives, it gets the places, but in the end, it's like I don't know if this thing's really working as well as it should. No, nope. you're missing some gears. You're slipping some gears here, buddy. This thing's a rollover. Uh, slipping some gears. Uh, some of the comedy was funny in the beginning. Definitely trails in the end. Sure. Well, like most movies. Uh, I don't know. It just it felt like you. It was like even like a shtick of itself. It was. Well, it has to be at that point. Ten years later. They, they, just, make, they make a number of references to be like, that felt very 2009. Here, here's the thing, Chris. Totally unnecessary. 100%. 100%. I agree. I agree. When they, when they brought up uh, Zombie Kill the Week and all that stuff again from the first one, mm-hmm. it reminded me that Zombieland was originally developed as a TV show and no one bought it and they turned into a movie and it became a hit. And then I'm seeing now Zombieland Double Tap. Drew Kagebron, I am shocked that no one turned this into a TV show back in I know. It's here. It, 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 I think it will. It would work better as a TV show. It would have worked much better as a early 2010s TV show. Or even as like one of the uh, first streaming shows on like the Netflixes or the whatever. So like great Netflix Amazon show. Let's crank out six 45 minute episodes. Yeah. With the zombie of the week and the blah this and the blah that and yes. yada 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 and if anybody likes it, we'll do it all over again. I want to see zombie kill of the week like six different ones of those. That's fun. But in, instead, in this movie, they have to find a different way to squeeze in two or three different like. How would we do this in a show? Well, you know, we have to go out of our way and then use our voiceover to do it. Um, so as a movie, it's like fine, whatever. I don't know if anyone, if you're who was clamoring for zombie land double tap. No, one. not not me. No one. But then they make jokes like he's reading the Walking Dead comic, so it's like a world so where Walking unreal. Dead exists, you yeah. know. And uh, I don't know, man. It's a it's a weird movie. So I like the classifications of the zombies. I like the reveal of the new zombie. I like the scene. I like how they first let you know there's a new zombie out there, mm-hmm. and then later when our main people like see the new zombie, they encounter it. It's like the scene is played appropriately. It's like uh, like oh shit, this is weird mm-hmm. and new, and everyone's like very tense and. Um, I like the new characters that they introduced. Yeah, all right. You know, for the most part. I mean, what we got? We got Rosario Dawson, Luke Wilson, and uh, and who, who was, was that? Thomas? That wasn't Thomas Middleditch. Yeah, it was. Was it Thomas Middleditch? It was Middleditch. Looks like he put on a little weight. A little Middleditch weight. Mm-hmm. He's finally getting a little successful. Mm-hmm. Apparently, from what I've heard through the LA podcast vine, because I listen to a lot of uh, Hollywood centric podcasts, uh, Middleditch, very um, uh, a sex positive person, loves his orgies <laughs> and sex parties. Good for him. Super into it. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, that's what uh, Silicon Valley success will do for you. I ho- I hope Access you- to all the parties that you want to go to. I hope you wear protection, buddy. 
Oh, man, yeah, you know, we only got the super gonorrhea out there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Super gonorrhea, super syphilis is a whole bunch of shit you don't want. Yeah, it's fun. I'm looking forward to getting some super syphilis. Mm-hmm. The mega the mega worm screws. Yeah. Worms yep. The, the, yes, the little yellow corkscrews that turn your brain to Swiss cheese. Worked out for Al Capone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure did. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Play-Doh. Legends. All of them. <laughs> I want to join those ranks. <laughs> you do go crazy first, though, before you die. Because, you know, Swiss cheese rain. Wait, go crazy? Been crazy. No, 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 no. You don't, no, I'm talking like full on like, like you don't know who you are, what you're doing crazy. Syphilitic moron? Yes. Sweet. <laughs> Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, so it's like... Uh, I just think it's unnecessary. Stream it, I guess. Netflix it, whatever, whatever service it's I mean, available for on. Some- Amazon and Hulu it. I mean, if for some reason you're some sort of weird zombie land completionist, we're like, you have to watch them all! Or you love zombie movies so much, I don't think it's a bad zombie movie. No, but as a follow-up to a fairly good and funny zombie movie, it's just okay. That's the thing. I went in with such low expectations. I guess I went in with slightly higher expectations. Did you? I guess. I was like, this is going to be dog shit. And then it wasn't dog shit. It's not dog shit. So I'm like, yeah, at least it's not dog shit. And if it is dog shit, it's at least fresh dog shit. It's only fresh dog shit. It's only uh, 90 minutes. Right? Yeah. So that, that's excellent. No. What the hell is this blue thing I got floating around my goddamn beverage? Some sort of bug? Oh, it's like a blue fiber. It's like a hard plastic. Where is it? Microplastics! Oh, boy, man. Chris has got microplastics in his water already. It's going to be a weird poop later. <laughs> Um, so it's like, God, it's one of those things where now I'm just ambivalent towards it. I, I don't really think it's necessarily bad, but it's the, it, it gave me no joy really to watch it. it was, no, it was not at all. fine. I had a few chuckles. I enjoyed, my favorite character was the Ditsy Valley Girl. The, the Zoe really? Deutsch. Yeah, because she is such an idiot, but she was so nice. And it was a nice, uh, like pink, uh, bright pink thing to look at in such a gray, ugly, grimy CG world. <laughs> So dumb it hurt my head. I know she's the exact type of person in real life that, that would give me a fucking headache just talking to. That you would, you you would uh, take the Tallahassee, uh, uh, Wichita, Wichita, right? That's on a stone. She's yeah. a, she's Wichita. Yeah. And then Little Rock. They only say Little Rock saying like a thousand times. This. Um. Yeah. It's a, as I was watching movies, I was like, oh, this is the exact type. Of, this is like the front of the house type of uh, hostess uh, server that Drew Cogman has to work with. <laughs> Stupid, pretty neck. <laughs> but she was so nice. She meant well. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it is what it is. It was Zombie Land Two. It was another one. And you know what it is, Drew? It is an excuse for Sony to get Ruben Fleischer off of Venom. Mm. Because this is why I think it really happened. Part of the reason why they, they greenlit Zombieland 2 was to get Ruben busy because he gave himself uh, a week off after he f- wrapped up production on uh, Venom. Mm-hmm. Gave himself one week off to be with his family. And then he went right into pre-production on Zombieland Double Tap because they had that set up for him. And then Venom came out and it was a hit. And Sony was like, greenlight that shit immediately, put into pre-production. Like, oh, Ruben, no, you busy? Oh, sorry, bro. We got to bring another director now. Sorry, dude. Uh, and they hire Andy Serkis mm-hmm. because I mean Venom came out made a lot of money, but it wasn't necessarily that well liked. It wasn't good. Uh, no, it wasn't good. But just because it wasn't good doesn't also mean you know I mean a Big Mac isn't good. 
No. But people like the Big Mac. All right, all right. This this was not the Big Mac movies. This was a, a, a Burger King small fries of movies. I'm saying it was terrible. <laughs> it was not good at all. It was not good. Uh, so like, all right, we can get him out of here. We even I think they even got a new writer in there maybe. Uh, who Tom Hardy is working with directly, and then they got uh, Andy Serkis to come in to, to direct it. Man, it's going to be much different. It's going to be much different. Is it going to be good? Ah, sure. I mean, come on. That's arbitrary. And then there's uh, the whole uh, Spider-Man thing, where they got the new deal worked out between Sony mm-hmm. and Marvel, and they're yeah. like, yo, we want to use Spider-Man too, okay? Enough of this Spider-Man-less Spider-Man movies. We got Morbius. Might be a hit. Venom is a hit. Venom 2 will be a hit. Uh, we won't throw Spider-Man in them shits. So. We'll see. Oh, it's happening. It is, that is happening for sure. Whether it's going to be a Tom Ho- Holland one or a different one. We'll see. But it's happening. Um, I, mean, all I, really, I mean, it could be a totally CG Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. It could be. He doesn't, motherfucker doesn't even, need, doesn't doesn't even need to take off his mask. It could be the, the video game Spider-Man. Yeah. It could be Chris Pine. No. Yeah. I'm okay with that. He was a great Spider-Man. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> So, Jake Johansson, too. I was like, I like both of these takes on Spider-Man, on Peter Parker. I like them both. And I'm not the biggest fan of either actor, but I like them both as Spider-Man. They're both really good. That's how good that movie is. (laughs) All right, here we go. Uh, Let's talk about our media diets for the week, what we be watching. I uh, I finally caught up to you and saw El Camino. And? I thought it was okay. Nah, I mean, it was was a good episode of Breaking Bad. Exactly. It (laughs) It was a very long final episode that I didn't know I wanted. Didn't know I wanted. Didn't know I needed. Did I need? I still don't need it. But it no, I didn't necessarily need. I mean, if you were, if you were, if for some reason you, in the back of your head you were like, "What, what happened to Jesse?" I wonder what happened to Jesse. Then it's fucking perfect for you. But I mean, I, I never, I was, I never fine. thought that. I was always fine with thinking, "Oh, well, Jesse, he's driving to freedom, so yeah. he goes to the, he, he's, he goes he's free get, of that. Whatever happens, he, happens. He's free of that. Maybe he goes and gets Brock and gets out of there. Maybe he just exits town and 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 drives off and he's uh." Or maybe he El identity or whatever. And this thing is like, nope. Vince is like, nope. I'm going to tell you exactly what Jesse does. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and you're right in saying that, you know, it's so obvious how it's, uh, everyone's older, right? Uh, because they made the decision of like, well, we're going to tell you the story of Breaking Bad ended with Jesse driving away. From the from the white supremacist mm-hmm. camp in the El Camino, this movie's gonna pick up with him driving away. Literally pick it up right where we left off. And uh, I was like, man, is that the best decision? You have all these actors available nine years later. Why not just set your story even? Five years later. That's exactly anything. what I was thinking. Five years later. <laughs> anything. Just, but not directly not, pick up because homeboy's fat, homeboy's skinny, mm-hmm. home. Mike, oh my god, what the well, fuck? Mike, Mike always looked terrible. They just put him in a windbreaker, kept it tight. He's an old I know, man. but he's still... He, he's an old, old man. I know, he's even older now. Oh, Mike, oh, Mike. Um, the, uh... It was fun trying to keep track of all the cameos. I know they I mean, said it there was, were about 10 cameos. I mean, it was bad enough watching Mike Rory come back visits. on Better Call Saul. And having that be a prequel, and it's like, no, he's so old. Same thing with Gus on Better Call Saul. Yeah. Where it's a prequel, but he is visibly older. That works even worse. Yeah. Now you're getting to Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, to Rich is like a shtick on all that. Exactly. <laughs> or, yeah, beginning of the summer, 10 years later, all that shit. God, that's hysterical. Michael Showalter looking terrible. So weird. And playing like a child. Chris, Chris Pine again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Chris Pine again. That's right. Being the weirdo in the fucking shack. I, I like him in that, too. He was fun in that. Um, so I thought it was 
Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, it's well made. It's well written and well made for what it is. You do have to do the suspension of disbelief. Uh, skinny looks terrible. Like, whoa, dude, what happened to you? He like, got even skinnier somehow. Got even skinnier and, like, methier looking. Yeah, so- somehow skinnier. Does, you look worse. I was like, does he actually do meth? Like, <laughs> can someone check in on this guy? He seems like a nice guy. Can someone check in on him? Um, Badger, he just, you know, he actually is always fat, so he no. kind of almost looks the same. But everyone else was like, oh, boy. And then, he got, and then, of course, Jesse in the center, where he had the problem of gaining weight between seasons five and six, no. let alone ten years later. And uh, and then his hairline isn't doing him any favors, you know. So you have a number of scenes of him with wigs and stuff. Jesse Plemons, that poor guy, he ballooned up. Mm-hmm. I feel like he put on. I'm giving him benefit of that. Where I feel like he put on weight to, for um, that Black Mass movie. Well, maybe because that was the first time where I saw him. I was like, whoa, that guy like put a bunch on. And then like he never really lost it mm-hmm. after that. So or maybe it was just coincidence. Who knows? I don't know. But when he did Breaking Bad, he was skinny. Yeah. He's not skinny anymore. When he was like talking about all the different chicken soups, it's like, ooh, beans and bacon. It's like, you know, Jesse, too much beans and bacon for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know how much sugar's in those things? And then after I thought that, I was like, oh. yeah, but he, I was like, oh, that actually sounds pretty good. He, he doesn't right care now. though. I'm the motherfucker's been married to Kirsten Dunst forever. For real, Plemons? Is he not good friend? Didn't they work together on uh, Fargo? Were they a couple in Fargo? I don't know. Remember? I think so. I think they played a couple in Fargo season two, uh, the seventies one. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things that Kirsten Dunst has done. Yeah, that was good. She, I mean, another one where I'm like not really a big fan of hers, but in that one, I was like, damn, this girl's killing it. Um, what else I want to say about El Camino? It's it's yeah, it's good. It's got some good scenes. It's got that guy who's in Righteous Gemstones. And, yes. And uh, what else was he just in? Carmelo put a post about him in the Facebook group. Oh, he was talking El Camino. It was El Camino. He, he was talking about El Camino? Yeah. I thought there was another, a third thing that I saw no. him in. Um, but I did, I did the same thing because I've been watching Richard Simpsons and I saw him in El Camino. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's this guy! This guy? <laughs> How you doing, guy? Uh, you good. It's good. You're, you're getting to work, buddy. And it's I recognize work. your face. He's good. He's getting to work. They brought back the white supremacist people. They brought back a bunch of people. For flashback scenes and whatnot, and uh, some scenes were tense, you know. It, yeah, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> it's hard to bring up, think of things about it. It's like uh, it didn't make me feel like the Deadpool movie. At the, at the end of the Deadpool movie, I was like, you I, Deadwood. I, I wanted, I wanted to cry at the end of the Deadpool. I was like, Deadwood, oh, not Deadpool. You said the Deadpool movie twice. Did I say Deadpool movie? Yeah, I thought I said Deadwood. Movie. No, you said Deadpool. You may have misheard me. No, let's rewind the tape. <laughs> I, the end of the Deadpool movie, I wanted to cry. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. Said I played on the tape. You were right. Okay. Well, that's why we rewinded. That's why we rewinded and ah. played it. Damn it. Okay, my bad. I didn't say Deadpool. All right. Well, my bad. So, Deadwood. At yes. the end of the Deadpool movie, I... Uh, <laughs> Deadpool the movie. Deadpool colon the movie. I love Deadpool the series, but Deadpool the movie made me cry. Almost cry. Uh, I know, right? And But then... But I also... The Deadwood movie also is like for sure based on you have to know this series then Vince Gilligan made no bones about being like this is for people who have seen Breaking Bad you know I'm not trying to pull on new people but even that being said it still felt like aside from a scene here or there well there were there were enough flashbacks there were enough flashbacks to fill in the gaps that you know this is a guy who had a bad a bad run here uh if they had incorporated some of the recap stuff into as flashbacks about him getting into the business getting sold out by Walt, if they had turned those into actual scenes, um, then it could have just been a movie about a kid trying to escape a yeah. 
you know, and, about the about the day of him escaping yeah. and, and and trying to get out of this bad situation in Albuquerque. Um, well, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I love Better Call Saul. I think this is fine. If Vince Gilligan wants to make another like Breaking Bad adjacent thing in five, ten years, I I'd watch it. Why not? I'm not gonna be like whoa, whoa. I I give it a shot because it's good. I think he was a X Men guy, not X Men. Excuse me, that's a real misspeak. X Files. Ah, I think he was working on X Files with what was that guy's name? Chris Carter, I believe, was the guy who created X Files. Uh, Millennium with Lance Henriksen. Oh, Millennium! Wow, that was... remember that one? Oh, I, I love the first season, but then I remember not liking the second season. I haven't watched it since. And what was the other thing Chris Carter super known for? I think it was also kind of sci-fi-ish. Um, of course, that bot. I watched the first two episodes of Mr. Robot, enjoying those very much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, season episode three tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Watchmen starts on HBO. You can <gasps> watch it finally. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, because Righteous Gemstones is over, so is Secession. So that was everything I was watching on HBO at the time. That's how they do it. And now, and, and now Watchmen's it. ready, so, so cool. I don't have to cancel ends, HBO. Something ends, something begins. Oh. I'm, do, I'm waiting for that and uh, something else with James McAvoy that's coming out. With who? James McAvoy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's too much shit. <laughs> Watchmen starts tonight. Damon Lindelof. A uh, very spotty track record as far as I'm concerned, but we'll see. I don't know. It looks hyper stylized, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The Don Johnson, love me some Don Johnson. The uh, he doesn't tend to be a limited series, Drew. Okay. It's one season. It's a one and done. Okay. Contained story. Okay. So that gives, cool. That gives me hope. I'm down. That gives me hope. That. That'll make me uh, want to like it even more. I mean, yeah, I mean, really... at least it's not going to be one of these that just fucking drags on to like, all right, so are we going to end this stupid show or what? It drags. It has dumb cliffhangers just to get you to keep watching. And then at the end of the season, it's like, oh, we'll answer everything in the next season. Like, what is this? The Expanse? Come on, guys. Give me some closure. God damn it. Expanse new season coming to Amazon Prime very soon. It's going to be very cool. Being on Amazon. His Dark Materials is what it's called. Yes, His Dark Materials. Remember the Golden Compass? Yes. Yes. Is that what? That's why. That's why there's a giant armored polar bear yes. in this one too. Yes, Cogburn. Seriously, the Golden Compass was a weird little one-off mm-hmm. that you definitely knew was supposed to be much more than that. Yeah, it was supposed to be a whole <laughs> series. It was the first of a series. Yeah. It's Dark Materials, and I think the Golden Compass is the name of the first book. Okay. And uh, yeah, those polar bears are fucking awesome. Remember the polar bear fight where he smacked the lower jaw off the other one? Yeah. That was fucking awesome. So hopefully we'll get more of that. So it's <laughs> a His Dark Materials is a English written, UK written uh, series. And I, if I remember correctly, the take on it, it's supposed to be like a the atheist version of Chronicles of Narnia. Okay. All right, so it's the same thing of, as Chronicles of Narnia, but whereas that was overtly Christian, this one's going overtly atheist. I'm down. No, that's, that's at least serious. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they're going to yeah, yeah. serious here. I'm down. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is in it, so he's going to be like, uh, I'm a guy from his dark materials. <laughs> that's how they rap in Hamilton. Yeah. It's, very, it's very chintzy, very cheesy. I love Lin-Manuel Miranda because he's Puerto Rican. But that rapping in Hamilton's a while, pretty whack. Yeah, and then I saw a uh, I saw another preview on HBO for The Outsider. Which one's that one? Uh, it's a miniseries coming in January mm-hmm. about uh, what's his face? Uh, God damn it! Why can't I think of his name right now? Hang on, let me click on the link. I'm sure it'll have his name. The Bateman, the Jason of the Bateman. Oh, okay. okay, he is. Uh, 
they think he committed a murder. Okay. But at the time, like, all the evidence at the crime scene mm-hmm. points to Jason Bateman. Okay. But there's videotape evidence timestamped of him being, like, 600 miles away. Twinsy. So, how did he do it? It's based on a Stephen King book, apparently. So. Oh, Stephen King, of course. Oh my god! Oh yeah, HBO. Yeah, man. So. HBO's gonna be killing it forever. That's never getting canceled. Yeah. Um. Well, that's what I've been watching. Do Chicago. We. Uh, I, I didn't really watch anything this week. You're really kind of taking. No. Kind of taking well, no, just not really watching anything. Like I. Listening to anything? Listening to any music? Oh uh, yeah, actually I am listening. Hang on, let me check. Uh, I made a new playlist recently. It's oh, got some cool! Stuff on there, I made a playlist of like early two thousands hardcore and metal that I listened to in college, and then I labeled it college. Yeah, uh, this uh, there's a band called Slender Bodies. Slender Bodies. Think Pinback meets Minus the Bear with falsetto singing. Hey, I like falsetto singing. It's good. I, I enjoy it. They, right. they just came out with a new album fairly I'm recently. Just a mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. Then there's uh, because of that, I kind of went down a uh, like a new indie wormhole and found some other stuff like it as well yeah so there's this guy moss m-o-s-s-s he's only got three singles but they're all fucking amazing all right moss with three s's mm-hmm. almost like mark with a c mm-hmm. also uh yeah that's really all worth all those are the ones you want to you, you yeah you, you feel good about standing for it mm-hmm. the, the other ones that are, and moss. that are on the list i haven't really listened to them enough sure, to know so if, I, if i really like them fair yeah absolutely you don't want to just put your stamp on them and mm-hmm. then you're like actually these guys kind of suck i picked up an umberto echo book this week that i've been wanting to read uh Foucault's pendulum i think that's how you spell it i don't know i'm gonna have to look up on youtube how to say this fucking word uh i got that um goodwill for a dollar sweet that's about that. I went to Goodwill and I was like, I combed through their whole, all their books. They had like five shelves of books yeah. and there was a dollar each. I'm like ready to walk out of here with a handful of books, a pile of them, a box full of books. Yeah. I walked out with one fucking book. It's all whack ass shit. It's all you could find. So I didn't read all this Sue Grafton crap. Man, I got some really good, I remember, I got some really good books. D is for Donkey Dick. When I was doing uh, community service back in high school. At the Goodwill. Oh, yeah, sure, because you get the first first abbies. Well, first picks, and also, I mean, with free time, I would just go through with the head, and I mean, sure. it's, it's Goodwill. I think it's only a couple dollars. I don't mind spending a couple bucks. A dollar. A dollar for the I, paperbacks. I got uh, hard co- Hard covers or two. I got a hard cover of uh, uh, Galapagos by Bonnegat that way. Oh, there you go. Um, first edition signed? Nah, probably not. First edition signed by you? <laughs> <laughs> No, it just has an asterisk in it, and it says, this is an asshole. All right, let's take a break here. We're at the halfway point. We're working out just fine with today's show. Uh, shout out to our guests who aren't here, but it's cool. Uh, did I even ask you? I didn't even ask you on beer. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. Fuck those guys. Except for Steve, obviously, like Steve has the open invite, but I still got checked with him. Like, are you are you coming or not? And he's like, right, got no lunch, bro. Nah, maybe next week. We'll see. I got some lunch, bro. We got uh, Nick and Matt next week from the Hard at Work show. Well, maybe not next week. One more room, with Steve Etchy. Oh, uh, no, wants to sit behind the door. No, that's fine. We got the. We do have that extra chair. I'll pull out the uh, the handheld mic. Give him the. Uh... Oh, the bleachers! I forgot about the bleachers. He can sit in bleachers. That's right. Fun. Yeah, yeah. We can, he can yeah. be the first one to use bleachers to test out the wall. He's a small guy. 
Maybe he should sit in your seat and you should test out the bleachers. No, no, I ain't sitting those fucking bleachers. You well, should have seen, seen the guys I hired to put those things in, man. I found them in the in the Lowe's parking lot. They were just buying hot dogs. I was like, hey, you guys want to make five bucks? And then they pulled out their dicks. I was like, no. <laughs> That's not what I was talking about, but thanks. No. Like, maybe later, but no. Um, all right. We're going to take a break. I need to. That's my drink. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, you need a refresher beverage. Ah, delicious. Then we will be back. We got an email. You send us an email. You sure about that? I'm going to send you an email now. And then we got, uh, I got like five or six movie news stories. And uh, I think we order something else. I think that was it. I think that's it. I think we have on tap. So uh, you guys buckle in. Enjoy the break of nothingness. And we will be back in just a moment. back 354 do you want some out 354 give you some out that's all yeah uh drew how you doing you should just i should have bailed on the first one no you should just busted straight into buster rhymes give me some out i don't know the rest of the lyrics to that something 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 give me some out yo spliff where the weed at give me some out i know you niggas need that See, now you gotta, Even though you're getting money, you can just because he with the cars in the big crib. Just because he's here with a soft dance and a song, I don't feel it. See, that's the it's, thing. It's in the song. I don't feel comfortable. It's in the songs. So, um, it's in the song. I'm just reciting lyrics, I know, man. I know you're just reciting lyrics, but I still I don't feel comfortable. I'm so, and I'm just so I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so, am I supposed to censor myself? Yes. <laughs> you didn't write the song. No, I didn't. You're not performing it. No, I'm not. Well, am I? No, you're not. Not for money. Just get to yeah. Go to a bar, do a karaoke. <laughs> Save you. That probably would not fly. I love Wu Tang, but I'm not gonna be singing. <laughs> Cash rules everything around me. The cream. <laughs> say that. That one we can. Do. <laughs> you can say cream. We can do that one. Cream good. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. We can do that one. That's fine. I'm not sure about the verses. No, the verse. No, no, we're, never, no, 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 no. The M E T H O D man, maybe the only one. Because it was on the radio. 
just run through his head real quick. I'm going to wait here for about 34, 35 seconds. I mean, uh, at least the first group of lyrics up until the first core, I think we're good. Yeah, radio friendly. Still. It was, it was the B side. Still. I forgot what the A side was. Doesn't protect, matter. Protect your neck, maybe? No, nah, because that's curse heavy. Oh, yeah. I forgot what the A side was off of 36 Chambers, but the B side was Amy T. Jody Man. A side wasn't popping. Some station in New York, probably just, probably uh, 97.1, Hot 97. Just flipped it. <laughs> flipped to play the B side and, and it blew up. Kept calling a request. And it's crazy. It's when uh, radio actually used to matter. Yeah. Ah, the good old days where, uh, you know, actually, where did it go? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Shit sucked. Depends on who you were and where you were, Chris. Who you were and where you were. That's <laughs> Good days for some, not for others. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's get some plugs out of the way. People can find Trisha Cogburn online at Antara419, Facebook and Instagram. Follow at Trisha Cogburn on Twitter. It's not me. Do a great job. At Trisha Cogburn, it's a Patreon. <laughs> it's a patron at our Patreon. Pays $4.20 a month. Thanks. Thanks, wherever you are, for taking the gimmick that far. Uh, <laughs> they really did. I mean, they were really taking it pretty far. Really took it pretty far. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, last month, one of our patrons, uh, I guess they got a new card or something. Their card was declined, and they dropped off for a bit. But they fixed it. They're back. So we're up to official patrons, Drew, at our Patreon, which uh, triggered uh, the Gapetoberfest Gabe Tor- protocol. <laughs> yes. Gapetoberfest protocol has been initiated. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for... Butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of it. Teaser. Spoiler teaser alert for the Gabetoberfest episode. I did not see one butthole. <laughs> oh, you are so lucky, Chris. You are so lucky. You are so lucky. Uh, I don't want to give it away. I'm not, I, have, I have many things to say about that. We talked about it on the Patreon, but when we got to 20 patrons, I was going to start putting together our Geek Tour for 2016. All the spoilers, all the secrets. All the, the deets. All the deets everything that we know. Episode. Everything that we know. Everything that people don't know is out there. The truth about Geek Tour. The, the truth. truth. The truth. The truth. It's going to be like a reckoning. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be blowing some shit up on some people. We're going to be blowing some shit up on some people. <laughs> For all of our 21 patrons, and only maybe 12 actually listen. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to get in on that episode, which will be available around Christmas time, it's a Christmas present to our Patreon mm-hmm. listeners. Uh, sign up at patreon.com slash Crespodiso. And Drew, we've been doing it for a year now at Patreon. Okay. So people sign up now. They get a whole year's worth of weekly episodes. So what, like 52 times 2 at least? At least. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Not not times two, fifty two times one point five, times one point two five. Yeah, because I think if we've done, yeah, I think if you average, yeah, we do about a bonus episode a week. I think no, yeah. What I'm saying, so if you sign to the Patreon, you get access to those bonus episodes. So, oh, it's so only fifty two then. So about fifty two, but yeah. then we, I think we do on average maybe five episodes a month so far on the Patreon because sometimes we see a movie and we're like, oh, that's that's we like, need to talk like, about like this. Joker. Yeah, Joker was sort of a bonus bonus, right? Uh, well, the big ones normally are. Yeah, that, that ends up happening. So, uh, these 60, 65 episodes there that run the gamut of all sorts of topics and genres, and then a bunch of uh, uh, weekly uh, like news recap things that people seem to like a lot. I, don't know, I feel like that takes at least amount of work for us to do. Yeah. But we get, some, we get super positive feedback when we just are like, let's run through a whole bunch of stories really fast. <laughs> 
People love it. They really do. I mean, that's fine. That's, I'm cool with it. If they, if they love it, let's give it to them, Chris. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So that's why, for sure, at least once a month, we will be doing top 10 news stories of the week, guaranteed, uh, one into four a month. Um, now, Drew, part of the reason why I also I am talking about all the Patreon stuff, obviously, is because I put up a poll this week of was what it, movie we're going to revisit. Was it a stripper poll? A barber's poll? I, I put up a stripper poll. And there were no visitors. I was like, I just put it up, and <laughs> I, I dropped so I dropped like there was like a trail of single dollar bills leading up to it. I, I guess maybe they saw that there were monopoly bills, so it didn't it didn't trick anyone. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I took the poll down, mm-hmm. then I put up a different one, okay. uh, internet one. Ah. Figured there's ladies on the internet. An internet stripper poll. So I asked the internet stripper ladies. Did you get digital? Chris, you can buy digital strippers. I, I asked the digital strippers. I asked the digital strippers if. They wanted us to revisit the movie. Which one would it be? And I gave them a list. I gave them an option. This is what the digital scripters said. Uh, the options were, and I tried to make it a short list and also slightly different from the previous list we did. The options were Commando, mm-hmm. uh, Bloodsport, mm-hmm. and Only the Strong. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All action movies, two fighting, one Arnold. Uh, the results came in, Drew, with a final tally of two to one to one. That's right. Mega popular our poll, which yeah. was also open to the public. A whole four people. It was also open to the public. Thanks, guys. Anyone could have voted in yep. it, and but still no one voted. Four people. Four people voted. But hey, they decide our fate. That's how it happens. Yep. That's how democracy happens. Mm-hmm. If you don't uh, put in your voice, then other people decide the course of how these go. Also, we got uh, a decent number of votes in the Facebook comment section. Not how polls work. <laughs> Not how polls work. You don't stand outside the polling station and talk and people then, on the and sidewalk. And scream. scream. Hey! 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 hey, hey. hey. <laughs> I want Dukakis! That's why Dukakis lost. Sir, sir, come in. Sir, come all in. you have to do is... No! <laughs> sir, all you have to do is come in. All you have to come in. All you have to do is come in. So, uh, no. <laughs> oh. Uh, in the Facebook group, actually, uh, according to Facebook comments, the people who aren't patrons, they want us to do Bloodsport, but they're not even patrons, so fuck you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what do the patrons want? Commando. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Commando it is. So, Drusa Cogburn, our next episode is going to be about Commando. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm going to enjoy doing that one. Um, also, I have very specific memories tied to watching Commando. Part of the reason why I did that, Bloodsport and Only the Strong, for those three, I have extremely specific memories about all three of those movies. Oh, man. I used to have, uh, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I went to Universal Studios. Okay. And you know how you get your face put on like somebody else's body? Yes. I had my face put on Arnold Schwarzenegger's body from Commando. For Commando? And There's no way you don't have that anymore, do you? No, no, no. no. I. But the great thing was... I it was like a children's like extra large or something. So because my mom wanted me oh, to have it, it was like on a shirt. It was on a shirt. Oh. I found it in high school, yeah. and I had the wherewithal to be like, "No, this is cool." And I started wearing it. That's awesome. And and people reacted very strongly to it. Actually, yeah, it, it came out. It, it, it was. It worked yeah. as well as it, you thought it would. Yes, people are going to react well to this. Yes. That's so funny. Yes. Oh, I wish I had mine. On so a shirt. for like, I think for like a couple of months. In high school, you wore I was wearing a picture of, of young you, of younger like you, eight year old me <laughs> on Arnold Schwarzenegger's on body. Arnold's body. Excuse me, I'm going to kill a bunch of brown people in Valverde, <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Great. I mean, still sitting seventy uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's for what it is. It's a very well regarded movie. And when was the last time you like actually watched it? I'm sorry to finish. Oh, I'm it's, sure it's, it's been, been a while. while. Yeah, uh, I've seen it maybe a hundred times. Not even a joke, but. Uh, 
the last time I watched it, like sitting down from opening credits to closing credits, may it may be a full decade. So, looking forward to seeing how fast this thing moves, what works, what doesn't, what ages well, what doesn't age well. Oh, there's got to be some good racism or sexism. I know there's there's, oh, a, there's a boy George joke early, very early. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how come, how come they don't just call him girl George? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, so Commando, alright, there you go guys, that was the vote, that was the poll, the poll ended two hours ago, uh, with a total of four votes. Um, but I'm not complaining about the number of interactions, number of votes, because true, I was on a, I guessed it on a show once, where the host, before the host introduced me, spent like the first five minutes complaining about lack of participation at a bar crawl, and then, uh, and then went from that to be like, and if you guys don't use our sponsors, they're not going to want to keep sponsoring us, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is sad. Mm-hmm. Can we just start talking about movies? <laughs> <laughs> please? <laughs> yeah, please, can we not, can, can we not convetch at, I mean, we all know podcast listeners are the worst, but can we not convetch at them all the time? <laughs> just give it to that one simple statement, podcast listeners are the worst, and then mm-hmm. move on! Mm-hmm. That's why I don't listen to podcasts. That's why, that's why, that's why. I'm a better person. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> You listen to talk radio, though, at some point, though, growing up. I feel like a lot of people do when they're younger. Nah. Especially because your parents do, maybe. Did your parents not listen to talk radio? Not really. You were in Tampa. There's Bubba. There well, no, was, I mean, uh, I, Cowhead, right? I used to, uh, I mean, when I was a kid, I would listen to the radio at night to go to sleep. So I listened to Bubba the Love Sponge going to bed. Okay. Which was, had some mixed results. To go to bed? Yeah, not gonna lie. What do mm-hmm. you mean, sometimes it kept you up? Well, yeah, because they were talking. It was, I mean, it, it was like Howard Stern back in the Absolutely, day. Absolutely, yeah. Talking, that, was the, that was the market there. I mean, I was like nine years old yeah. listening to strippers talk about hitting the pole, and it's like, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> For that age, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was uh, some Stern when I was a kid. Because I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't, that was, I, I didn't never listen to Howard Stern. I've never listened to Howard Stern. Well, that's the thing, Stern. And didn't watch the show you, either. You were listening to Bubba. Oh, yeah. Bubba's your, your market. Yeah. Stern was my market. Yeah. I was living in New I mean, York. You were in New York. I was in New York, yeah. and that was his market. Yeah. And, uh, and then doing the show up on E, I was like, yeah, well, now it's just a visual version. Yeah. Now I can see the girls. Mm-hmm. Cool. 12-year-old <laughs> I was like, this yeah. is great. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Thanks, guys. My, uh, oh, they're bringing out the Sibian. Okay. Dang. Sibian? Sibian. Sibian. What is a... Oh, a that's Sibian. what that is. Like, why, <laughs> why are they bringing out a saddle? Oh. oh. Um... But the listeners are the garbage. Talk radio listeners are the worst. Yeah. And then podcast listeners are sort of, sort of like a ladder move. Podcast listeners are like radio listeners. It's, just, it's a, just a digital version. It's just it's like the next generation down. Yeah. So they're younger, a little hipper. Yeah. But still like, oh, give me the free stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're people, so, you know, douchebags. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think about that. People suck. <laughs> <laughs> like as a whole. So, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. I didn't think about it. You know what, Drew, you're right. You're right. That shit doesn't surprise me. Drew, you're right. And since you're right, you get a prize. Here you go. Here's a hoagie. It, it, it'll help me on my adventure? It'll help you on your adventure. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. a soggy hoagie. I cool. made it two weeks ago. It's got some capicol, a little super sat, mozzarella, uh, peppers, hot, cold. I mean, I'll find a use for it, or it'll just sit in my inventory for the rest of the game, so. <laughs> the inventory doesn't fill, it doesn't fill up, so, I mean, it, it, we're good here. You can keep going. Okay. <clears throat> Alright, so guys, sign up at the Patreon, etc., etc., Cinema Crusty So on Instagram and the Facebook group, and then just Crusty So on Twitter because it's exactly one letter too long to actually be a full Cinema Cinema Crespodis. Cinema Crespodis So. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> that should be the name. Our tool parody counts Anima Crespodis So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, in a Christmas, so that should be the name of the sh- the show for the Gatetoberfest episode. 
Enema, <laughs> enema Crespides, though. Well, I mean, Enema, Enema. Was there, was there an actual... I act? saw things going in, out, all around. There were things going in and out. But those girls were all very clean. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're professionals. I, I mean, after a three and a half, four hour event, there was nary a shit smell in the air. No, n- not at all, actually. That's the thing I was worried about. Well, I mean... I like, this is going to smell like shit when we're the, all said and done. They're pros. They probably they're all clean. cleaned they clean it all out they before the out. show. They cleaned out, and for them, cleaning out does not mean uh, giving it a good wipe. <sighs> we'll talk about uh, <laughs> But we'll talk about that at another time. I'll talk about the gluten-free <laughs> fiasco. Oh, my God. It's so funny. So funny, guys. The... It's fu- Stop it there, Chris. You don't want to give him too no, much. A, I don't. I already you, gave him too much. I already gave him too much. You, you don't want to be that trailer, you know? I'll bleep it out. Yeah. I'll bleep that part out. So they don't know. Now I'll bleep that out. All right. Like you don't, you don't want to be the Terminator Dark Fate trailer that just keeps giving more and more and more because they are really desperate for your money. I feel like they gave away the best part where, hurt, the, no, uh, no. The, where the dudes he's spiking all the guys around him. Seriously, Chris, they they kept giving away more and more. And when it comes to trailers, I found that the more they give you, the thirstier they are for your dollar. I, I agree. And you know what? That's not a professional look. <laughs> it is not. It is not becoming. It's, it's thirsty. It is, it is a, like I said. It is a not a becoming look. It's, it's thirsty. It's thirsty. That shirt. That shirt's quite becoming, Drew. I know it is. If I was that shirt, mm-hmm. I'd uh... becoming. I was, I, was gonna, I was gonna say I'd be fanciful. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Drink my beverage. What about it? And here we go. Email time. You can email cinemacrespies at gmail.com. We'll read on the show. Just a Take it away. Oh, I got an email from Ron. What's up, Ron? Looking sexy in those workout pictures, buddy. We just want to give him an ego boost there. For right. a He's a good guy. I love Ron. Hey, buds. Hey, Ron. Thanks for the Patreon episode. Hey, you're welcome. That's because, real quick, I'm sorry, June. I know, uh, again, to harp on the Patreon. If you're a $5 patron, you get to choose the episodes we do. Ron wants us to do a DC Universe app episode. Even bumped up his... Did I tell you even bumped up his patronage for a month? Oh, nice. Uh, to, so we can actually afford the app for a bit. So, awesome. And then he bumped it back down. And Thanks. we appreciate it, Ron. Thank much you so much. It. That's why we did it. Uh, you didn't have to do that, but, you know, I was like, shit, man, he really wants us to do this. So you can uh, choose the episodes that we do on the Patreon by being a $5 executive producer uh you're welcome ron i hope to influence more <laughs> please do buddy give us ideas come on we're, we're struggling week to week so i saw parasite and it left me feeling a couple of things man he saw people seeing parasite that's happens when you're in la i baby. know good, that's good buddy of mine already saw the lighthouse because he's in la no. Gah. <laughs> Gah. i'm jealous that's fine we got we got lighthouse and parasite next weekend yeah my mind oh can't yeah take it. my brain's gonna explode we're, we're, we're just a week behind but we got them both the same week it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy Already, oh yeah, oh yeah, uh huh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, number one, glad to be in America. Glad to the be class in system America. this movie illustrates is hella sad. I know America has it rough. At least there's a hope of institutional help. You know y'all gonna be some glass half full fools, but at least you're not in Korea. Uh, talking about the class stuff, that's one of the few things I I knew about Parasite. I know about it going into the movie next yeah. weekend. Is that it's a an upstairs downstairs classism type uh, dark comedy. Yes, that's th- those are the only things I knew about it. And then they showed the trailer for it. In yes, front of, uh, and then we learned a little bit more. No, but, I, but it still doesn't make any sense. I whipped up my phone. And I Facebook for two and a half minutes. Oh really? So I, was like, I, I don't <laughs> want to look at images, man. I even put the uh, the trailer in the Facebook group to uh-huh. to help promote the movie. And didn't watch it. Uh, uh, no, no, fuck no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, number two. Number two. This is objectively a great film. Like, from the cinematography to the acting to the oh, plot yeah. twists to the commentary. Mm-hmm. I was expecting something epic and trying to see what everyone loves this film. Then during the driving test, 
when I realized what was about to happen, I felt it. I felt the movie and all it was doing. The epiphany was profound. I felt the Who Theater, which was full, the whole theater, which was full, get it around the same time. It was magical. Number three. Fam- Number three. Family is important in other cultures. It could be me having my own issues in this arena, but the length and commitment that some families have to maintain that connection is crazy strong. I cannot relate. I do not know what that makes me, but I am astonished and in awe of the ideal this movie shows us. Hmm. That's all I feel right now. I had a plan to see that and Maleficent, but it was so all intense. I need to let it simmer and get all my emotional intelligence for it. I hope y'all are doing great. Drew, I cherish you even if you cherish nothing. Be well. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. He, he gets you, man. Yeah, no, it's fine. So, some, people, you. some people get me. Some people don't. I, 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 fuck him. Ron gets you. He's fantastic. I give no shits. Uh, thanks for an email, Ron, and the great words on Parasite. Very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Carmella, uh, uh, I don't know how he saw it. Uh, it must have streamed it or torn it. Yeah. Thief. Mm, Thief Carmella. He uh, he posted in the Facebook group. He saw it. He said it's amazing. No. Um... I mean, everybody's talking about it. And it's funny how Ron's like, this is an objectively great movie. Like, the cinematography, the acting center, sort of Bong, Bong Joon-ho, like, I think Joon-ho, J-O-O-N-H-O. That's his, that's your, Bong is the family name. Mm-hmm. Joon-ho is his, like, I guess, name name. Yeah. But then they flip it over there. Yeah. So over there, it's Joon-ho, Bong, Bong well, Joon-ho. Well, I mean, if we were to westernize his name, yes. If it, we westernize it, it's Joon-ho, Bong? Yes. But it's Bong Joon-ho? Correct. Chan-woo Park, Park Chan-woo? Yeah. Okay. These South Korean guys are amazing. This dude, his movies that I've seen and can recommend for sure. Memories of Murder came out in 2003. He made, looks like a few before that. Barking Dogs Never Bite, Incoherence, Memories in My Frame. That's Oh, those are shorts. Um, Memories of Murder I've seen. It's a movie about s- South Korea's first like documentary, documented serial killer. Okay. And like the sort of a procedural thriller mm-hmm. type about that. Amazing. Super well made. Uh, the host was three years after that. Yes. His monster movie. I've seen the host. Okay, that's a that's a great one. And that's one where he does a thing where he actually made a family movie, but then there's a monster yeah. in there. Right. Um, I didn't see this movie Tokyo. I don't know what that's about. Mother in 2009. You see that one? It's about a mother who's like very protective of her son and uh, commits a murder. I don't think I saw that mother. No. I know there's several. Mothers. I know. Yes. One of many. <laughs> the South Korean mother. Um. Very good movie. I think that may still be available on Netflix. Snowpiercer is him. See Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer oh, is adaptation of the French. We got to see that in theaters. And we did see that in theaters. Isn't that great? Aren't we awesome? Um, now they got the series coming out, which could be good. Is Captain America in it still? No, of course not. It's a series, man. Come on, TV. Um, oh, come on, man. Everyone knows about Okja that came out on Netflix a few years ago. Uh, a lot of people is that Harris back? Is it? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Come on, man! I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that cast was so killer. <laughs> uh, they put out a teaser, like the intro of the show. Uh, it starts with the anima- an animation explaining the movie, like, or explaining the show, setting everything up. Okay. And the animation is based on the style of the animation of the French um, comic. Okay. Uh, and then Parasite is his newest mm. movie, which uh, I'm pretty sure won the Palme d'Or at, at the con this year. Um, so Bong Joon-ho was great. He's a great filmmaker for sure, guys. Like, look, just look up the films of South Korea for the last 15, 20 years if you're looking for some really good cinema. Park Chan-woo is the guy behind uh, Old Boy. Which is, that's a mind blower. Fuck, that movie's so good. And then he did a great vampire movie called Thirst, which I highly recommend. Oh, I th- 
think I saw that. Thirst is wild. Thirst is about the priest who becomes a vampire. Yeah. So not only is he already a priest who's uh, trying to suppress, repress his or his urges. Yeah. Then he becomes a vampire. Yeah. I think. I it's think like I can't I saw that. I can't repress this anymore. I am uh, horny and hungry, and I want to sate both of those desires. It's fucking great. And then he make and then he makes a lady vampire, and then they have vampire sex. <laughs> It's very good. And um, The House Maiden. Did you ever see that one? Never saw that one. That's a fun one. That's a very fun one. I think that's on one of the streaming services right now. It, it is. And it's a little long. But it by the end of it, I feel like it earns that length. It's very good. And he also, I think his English language film, did he do Stoker? Can you look at that for me real quick? Stoker. The Nicole Kidman. Um, uh, uh, what's that lady's name? Not Mia Goth. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he did. He did that, yeah. So yes, he did Stoker. Stoker is his English language film. The only one he's done so far. It's him. It's her, Nicole Kidman, Tom Hiddleston? No, who's the white guy? Matthew Good. Matthew Good. Ozymandias from yes. uh, uh, Watchmen. Yes. And uh, he's fantastic in The Lookout, the, the Jordan Go- jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie, where he's a kid who got, like, a head injury, so he has sort of, like, memory issues and shit. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, that's from, like, 12 years ago. That's, like, a 2007 movie. Man. And uh, and someone ropes him into being a lookout for, like, a robbery or whatever. Yeah! And the guy who ropes him in is this really scummy southern guy, and it's fucking this Matthew Good dude. Yeah. That's a situation where, like, I give English actors shit all the time for their very flat Hugh Laurie, Benedict Cumberbatch, like, terrible American accents. Uh, I was shocked when I found that guy was English. I was like, what? Yeah, you're like, whoa, dude, murdered that shit. I was like, that boy from Alabama is from England. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with um, uh, uh, the girl Maura McDonald in um, No Country for Old Men. I rewatched yeah. that recently. Mm-hmm. And Llewellyn Davis's uh, wife. And she's like, where'd you get that, Llewellyn? I'm like, where you been? Uh, her American Southern accent's incredible, and she is like as Irish as the day is long. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It is wild, wild shit. Well, I mean, Mr. Stevens, homeboy's English. He is English, and he does a great American accent. Fantastic. Uh, he's done a, a few different ones now between the guests. The guest is a little flatter. Yeah. it's a little more regionless. Uh, Legion's uh, a better one. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it's a little more Eastern going on. Um, that's the thing. They just have to like pick a region and go for it. Otherwise, they get like flat, and then it's weird. It's like, where are you from? You're from nowhere. Florida. Or maybe you're from Florida. Yeah. Florida's very... I mean, I'm Florida. I got very... I almost... I there, mean... There is a... And I've heard it. I've heard other people do it. There is a... You can do a Florida Southern thing. Oh, there's a little twang. There's has got a, a little twang to a, it. There's a little bit of a twang. But that's just because they're from either the north of the state or the center. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It is people who are more northern. The, the, the panhandle. It's because in Florida, the, tra- the, right fur, the further you travel north, the more south you get. And then the further south you get, the more Spanish it gets. Yeah, which makes zero sense, but it's the way it is. Because it's the subtropics, baby. It's too hot to be that racist. We're going to bring the racism back just a little bit. Just a bit. (laughs) These robes get warm, all right? I'll wear the hood, but I'm a porky piggot at the meeting. (laughs) You send that cross on fire, I'm porky pigging this shit. All right, my boys need to breathe. I got this gut hanging over it. Mm -hmm. I had a whole barrel of fried pickles last night. Yeah, I'm sure you did. And I ain't feeling this meeting today, gentlemen. Probably got the gout, too. I got the gout from all that gear (laughs) I was eating. Because we Florida boys. Don't you get it? We the different kind of races. We're still terrible, but uh, (laughs) we're trying to deal with the heat. You can't have a, a cross-burning inside. And I know you do, got central air, Carl. We can't burn the and cross we, inside your house. And we do eat southern food. And we eat so much southern food. Oh, boy, give me some of that okra. Slimy ass and shit. If Meemaw's Disgusting. In the, and if Meemaw's in the kitchen, we ain't saying shit. 
Oh, yeah, fuck no. <laughs> Let me ma do her thing. <laughs> Leave me ma alone. Well, well, might lynch her grandkids afterwards, but whatever. No, me ma. She, she makes the best biscuits. <laughs> You leave, me ma, you leave me my Roberts alone. She make the best biscuits, okay? And now as long as her boy don't go mouthing off, we're going to be fine, Jethro. And the funny thing... Now, uh, finally, put some pants on, goddammit. We're going outside for the cross burning. I know, I know people like that, Chris. All your uh, your Venice friends? <laughs> yeah. I met them. Venice friends, Englewood friends, Ocala friends. Yeah. I met some of, the, I met some of those acquaintances. Mm-hmm. That was not fun. No. Um, I'm trying to think what we're going to do. I guess uh, we just had some stories here. So let's, let me see. Let me count some stories. We don't, it's not necessarily top 10, but it's close enough. So here we go. Top 10 movie stories of the week. We really need to work on our fellow work. We need to work on it. It's, it's, it's awful. That's right. That was perfect. That was perfect. Drew Stockburn. Five. Story number five. Here we go. Jennifer Aniston said she quit the big screen for TV because of Marvel type movies. Sure. <laughs> it's not because you're really not a good actress. Well, and good actress has nothing to do with being successful. We know that. No, 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 no. I mean, she, she was on Friends, one of the most successful TV shows of all time. And in the last. And it, well, it was Friends was a long time ago, Drew. What about Marley and Me? That was a, that was a hit. It was, was a hit. Was it? Yes. Okay. Weird Millers. That was all right. That was a, but it was a hit. That was all right. It was a hit. Was it? Yes. Okay. Uh, they're trying to make a sequel. Horrible Bosses. They made a sequel. <sighs> I'm talking about money is Drusa Cogburn. Bruce Almighty. That, um, that, and that's as far back as we're going to go for movie stuff. Okay. Okay. But these are all money makers and she's in all of them. Um, but she's saying that. Oh, what's her, let's get to her quote. She quoted at where is the quote? Man, I bet you her mouth would be super shut if somebody fucking handed her a goddamn role in one of these movies. Is that the thing? Is she just not getting the roles? It wasn't until the last couple of years when these streaming services were just sort of exploding with this amount of quality that I actually started to think, wow, that's better than what I just did. And then you're seeing what's available out there and it's just diminishing, diminishing in terms of it's big Marvel movies or things that I'm not just asked to do. That's what you're saying. Or really that interested in living in a green screen. Uh, she really doesn't do green screen stuff. She has not shown any sort of predilection of that at all in no. her career. Um, the only genre thing she's ever did, she's ever done, has been Leprechaun. Yeah, and that was that was her first movie. Like I said, that was way early. And she was, just, <laughs> and she was literally just trying to get in the biz. Yeah, she wasn't, a, and she she had not got. I don't think she was in TV by then or anything. Like no, she was, that just, was her first yeah. thing. She's just like, I'll be in anything. Leprechaun, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> exactly. And she didn't get naked, so plus for her. Yep. <laughs> She is a, her first movie horror film, Damsel in Distress. Type and thing. Didn't, didn't get, get naked. naked. Wow, that's uh, yeah. You actually succeeded, Jennifer Aniston. Um, she was in Adam Sandler's Murder Mystery, which apparently people liked. Didn't see it. Uh, it was streamed so off. What are you doing? Are you spinning something over there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, we can definitely hear it. It's on the table. Um, Murder Mystery killed it streaming wise in terms of like seven million, eight million streams in oh, the wow. first weekend. Versus uh, El Camino, I just saw, had six million streams okay. in its first three days. Uh, also, I saw this um, El Camino, uh, Breaking Bad, had about 60,000 views a week on Netflix. And then the monthly up to El Camino coming out, bumped up to like 130,000. Oh, well, I'm sure. Well, yeah. yeah. 
so people were re- refreshing. People were like, oh, damn, yeah, maybe I should rewatch this thing. Uh, so Jennifer Aniston joined the course of voices being like, I don't know about all these Marvel movies. For example. She, she's just butthurt. That's all. Four. Martin Scorsese clarifies his comments about uh, Marvel movies being uh, more like theme park experiences. Well, I mean, it's not that he's... Than cinema. I was about to say, it's not that he's clarifying his comments. It's people flew off on a certain number of key words from this long paragraph that he actually said. So he goes on to say, (laughs) what has to be protected is a single experience of experiencing the picture. You know, that's how he says it. Very... Mm -hmm. He's not, he did so much coke in the early 80s. And he's still on it. He's still trying to get it mm-hmm. out of his system. Um, ideally with an audience, but there's room for so many others now and so many, many others. There's going to be crossovers completely. The value of a film that's like a theme park film, for example, the Marvel-type pictures where the theaters become amusement parks, that's a different experience. That's a different experience. I was saying earlier, it's not cinema. It's something else, whether you go for that or not. He's just saying, look, there's... There's different types of movies. Relax, guys. And, so, and the Marvel movies are more like these big I just, visceral experiences as opposed to well, something that's speaking to you. Well, no, exactly. And there has always been those big visceral experiences. There was the action movies of the 80s. Tell me that's fucking cinema. Please, we, or argue that point. We about to do a deep dive on Commando. <laughs> the most cinematic thing about Commando is the body count. Like I said, fucking... Argue about that. Why isn't anybody talking about that shit? Or go back to uh, uh, chariots of fire, Ben Hur, uh, <laughs> all all this old 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 shit. That's all spectacle. Spectacle's always been a thing about cinema. There's always been different pieces of cinema. No, no, exactly. There there is room for spectacle in cinema. Uh, there is you know there's also room for you know the stuff that makes you think and maybe hurts your brain a little bit and, that's and makes thing. feel something. So that's the thing. But uh, there, there, but if you're you need to know what you're going in for. Like if you're going into a Marvel movie mm-hmm. looking for that emotional connection and mm-hmm. that deep feel, yeah. you're not going to get it. Or if you do get it, maybe you need to grow up a yeah. bit because as much as uh, I enjoy Tony Stark and Iron Man over all these movies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I didn't uh, shed a fucking tear when anybody died. And there's a reason why uh, Robert Downey Jr. was had to talk Disney out of trying to push for him for best actor for the Oscars. Like, I don't, I don't want to go through any of that rigmarole. I don't want to have to pretend that this is something that it isn't. He yeah. saw, he knows what it is. No, exactly. And he did his absolute best. Right. And he gave it and his it, all. And, it, and it's fine. And it's perfect. And it worked for what it was. For what it is. He treated it as seriously as what it was. But at the end of the day, he's like, no, no, exactly. This isn't Daniel day lewis No. And it's not like this is Black Panther, which is like pushing a cultural thing. Right. On top of. On top of our cinematic theme park experience. Exactly. Right. That comes in with another agenda. Yeah. I'm just Tony Stark. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Um... Martin Scorsese seems to be saying it. Well, no, actually, I saw on um, CBS Sunday Morning today they did an interview with him, Pacino, and De Niro to promote The Irishman. Yeah. And he said in that the reason why he made it at Netflix is because Netflix is the only one that would give him the budget and uh, no one else would make it and that there's no more room for his movies. Meanwhile, he made Silence like two years ago. Mm-hmm. All right. We saw that shit in theaters. Extremely difficult movie to sell to audiences. Yeah. It didn't sell. It made no money. Yeah. Uh, it got made, though, Martin. <laughs> it got made <laughs> alright movies are still getting made um, so he's trying to be like there's no, there's no room for my type of movies anymore uh, meanwhile Cromella points out in a he posted Francis Ford Coppola 
commenting about how there's no room for his movies anymore because Marvel pushed out all stuff because he's been trying to make Megalopolis for a few yeah, years no, now. Yeah, that's, that's not the reason, Francis. Francis' reason is... <laughs> you I, make A, you make weird movies to begin with that aren't very accessible. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> your, your last few movies have been extremely weird digital art house movies that no one wants to see, and your last hit was... Uh, the Firm? Long time ago. Early 90s movies? Long time ago. Boy, Frankie. Frankie Ford. That is why... Look up an interview with yeah. him. He talks like a weirdo. He's a yeah. he's a head injury away from a, from being Baker-acted. Um, all that I mean, being said, I want to see Megalopolis. I still want to see it. If he gets, if, and when he gets in I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Francis. If you want to make that movie, you better be able to make it on the cheap because no one's giving you $100 million. Or you better put up your $100 million yeah. for your fucking wine empire, goddammit. You charge $20 a bottle. Shit ain't that good. People still pay for because of the name. The, uh, Corella points out, he posted that to the Facebook group and pointed out that he saw Joker, comic book movie, and Parasite. In the same weekend. So, Ooh, that's, man. Point being, there's obviously room for both. Yeah. And if general audiences don't want to be inundated with sequels and comic book movies and franchises, then they need to stop going to only those movies and go see other movies. Yeah. They need to go see the fucking lighthouse when that comes out next Oh, you motherfucker, if you don't, goddamn, right? something wrong with you. What we're looking at. It's got to be R-rated, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. $15 million opening weekend? Man, I don't... There's a, the thing is, that there's a lot of push on it on social media. But there's also other stuff coming out. And it's black and white. And it's a weird aspect ratio. But it is Robert Pattinson. He, he, motherfucker just became Batman. High Life that wasn't a, didn't make a shit ton of money or nothing? No, but uh, uh, High Life the, was at the Enzio? No, we saw that at Regal. Was it at Regal? Yep. Okay. Yep. No, I, just wanted, I just wanted to make sure. Yep. So, boy. Yeah, boy. I mean, Willem Dafoe's got a little bit of a cult following. Yeah, but not, not a box office uh, opening cult, you know? And, I mean, if anybody has seen The Witch, I mean, they should be excited for this fucking crazy-ass goddamn movie. They should be. They should be. <laughs> but what are people excited for these days? Marvel. Different flavor Twinkies and Marvel, Marvel movies. movies. <laughs> the, the, look, the next Marvel movie. Look at the top the top twenty box office movies of all time. It's almost exclusively, aside from two James Cameron movies and maybe one Christopher Nolan movie, it's almost exclusively um, Batman's, uh, uh, Spider Man, Marvels, Harry Potter's. It's all pop culture, dude. It's all it's huge for, and Marvels. Right? It's all Larry, pop culture. Larry, Larry, yeah. It's all pop culture. It's 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 all the big stuff. It is That's pop. The things. Yeah. It's popular for a reason. And then here's the thing, right? These movies are hugely popular. They, yeah. make, they make all the money. They're I making mean, they're making anywhere from two to four the, the Mar- every year. The Marvel superhero movies are the Taylor Swift of movies, Chris. They are the Billie Eilish's. They are... Billie, nah, Billie Eilish is more DC. You mean uh, Thor, more Thor Ragnarok? It's Drake of movies. Because <laughs> Drake is mega popular. Drakey. It's a little Drakey. If you can read this, we made it. Um, here's the thing. These movies are all mega popular. Everyone likes them. But then when Francis Ford Coppola or Martin Scorsese or Jennifer Aniston comes out, I was like, eh, I'm not a fan of these. I feel like they're overcrowding the market. All these people are like, boo! They get so mad. 
that this thing that they love, that is universally loved, is like not liked by a handful of people. Like, so, who gives a shit if Jennifer Aniston is going to do me. an Apple TV streaming series? I mean, the movie already made a billion dollars. It doesn't need Jennifer Aniston's 15. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> people need to relax. Like, all these people, they don't like the thing that I like. So what? Like, James Gunn went on Twitter. is like, oh, I'm sad that Martin Scorsese does like Marvel movies. Like, who gives a shit, dude? He's an old man. I love Martin Scorsese. He's an old man. Yeah. Wait until you're an old man and you don't like the thing that everybody likes. Thank you. You're, you're <laughs> an old man. You're like, this sucks. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to being that old man. I'm even more crotchety than I am now. Oh, man. I'm, I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm with it. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Uh, Robert De Niro, speaking of the Irishman, says, uh, talking about the crazy long journey of making the movie, um, Steve Zion wrote the script, which was terrific and wonderful, as Marty says. Then it was a matter of getting everyone's schedules to line up. Marty was doing Hugo. This was 2008, 2009? That was a long time ago. A long time ago. Marty was doing Hugo, and I remember coming over here, and we were talking about that and what we were going to do and his availability. And he wanted to do silence and so on. And I said to Marty, I wanted to make sure he was okay if we were let it out there when we talk in interviews. And usually I'm very superstitious about that because when you talk about it, it usually doesn't happen. But I thought maybe in this case, since we had no backers, no one interested, the idea that we were doing it with Al and Joe, basically, that if we go out there and put it out there... Maybe somebody will pick it up. It would happen. The yeah. opposite of we're trying to make this happen and then it falls apart. Uh, 10 years ago already, they were talking about doing this shit, uh, adapting, um, you paint houses or something. What's it called? What's the, Irish, what's the name of the Irishman? The book? It's got a weird name, but about the dude who claims to have killed Jimmy Hoffa. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the interview that I saw this morning, they asked, uh, the New York, do you think, do you think guys, uh, tell him the truth when he says he killed him? And he was just like, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really... <laughs> I mean, nobody knows what the fuck happened, so it's as plausible as anything else. I heard you paint houses by Charles Brandt. <clears throat> I heard you paint houses, colon, Frank the Irishman Sheeran, Sheeran, excuse me, pff, that was terrible, take two. I heard you paint houses, colon, Frank the Irishman Sheeran, and closing the case on Jimmy Hoffa, a 2004 work of narrative nonfiction written by a former homicide prosecutor, investigator, and DA, chronicles the life of Frank the Irishman Sheeran. Confesses the crimes he's been working for the Buffalino crime family. Oh. Hey. Hey. Um, and then I saw another a tweet. Someone said, it's funny and kind of depressing, something like that, that they had to convince Joe Pesci to come out of retirement because he's the only person who could be convincing enough to be uh, intimidating while making a salad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I can't wait to see the salad making scene. <laughs> Apparently he's gonna be scary. <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Ace, you fuck, <laughs> you motherfuck, you." Uh, I like Goodfellas. What am I a salad here for you to toss? What am I a salad? You fucking fucking toss your salad. Uh, I love Goodfellas. It's a great movie, and obviously he's great in it. But um, Casino is almost more fun to watch. I because I, of I him. Pre- I prefer Casino. I really do. It's almost. I don't know fun. what it is. I don't know what it is about it. It's a little longer. <laughs> it's uh. I don't know. It's a little sadder somehow. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I prefer Casino. It's I really fucking, do. It's fucking tense. It's so good. Um, it has like the. In hindsight, it had the unf- 
unfortunate, weird how it is, but the unfortunate um, the circumstance of being after Goodfellas. Yeah. So everyone's like, you want another Goodfellas? Then he makes that. And it's like sort of the same, but different. And I was like, eh, it's not, it's not like Goodfellas. Like, no, it's a different no, story. Yeah. And then he uses like so many of the same actors too. Exactly. Uh, but, but man, Pesci is so, so fucking good in that movie. Yeah, he goes fucking bonkers. <laughs> Ace you. F- <laughs> Uh, what, what are we at? Well, he makes those mo- he makes those dudes dig their own graves and beats them to death with a fucking baseball oh, bat. That happens to him. Oh, that happens to him. Oh, that, then he doesn't doesn't he, like dig himself out of the grave. Or no, something? no, that's how he dies at that's the, the end. end. Yeah, <laughs> twenty five spoiler, twenty five yeah. year spoiler alert. Uh, they beat him. To death. He's in the middle of a voiceover. Yeah. He's like, oh, out the cornfields, blah, blah blah. And then when they hit him with the bat, his voiceover <laughs> goes, no. Yeah. He's like, oh. But, uh, and then they, it's, it's the sound of baseball bat hitting aluminum him. bats. It's the thing and they hit him <laughs> and his brother yep. and then they cut to him all bloody and fucked up and then they're still hitting his brother yeah. and he's like stop he's still breathing god he's still alive and they're just like dunk 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 it's so bad and yeah. he's crying oh <laughs> oof what a sad fucking heart <laughs> he's a shit character what a bad ending yeah uh, and then they throw him alive yeah and they bury him alive yep oh god I felt that. <laughs> I felt that. I, I still can hear the sound of the aluminum baseball bat. Yeah, it's bad, dude. Really good Foley work. It's bad. Um, here we go. Zoe Kravitz just cast as a... Uh, uh, Catwoman. As the Catwoman, Selena Kyle, uh, for The Batman. But she has a story, an interesting story. Okay. Uh, that kind of speaks to the... The um the power of casting directors, okay, and how a casting director can really shape a film without anyone even really knowing. Yeah. Okay, um, Zoe Kravitz said she auditioned for The Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. and not even for like Catwoman. She auditioned for a, a small role. Um, she revealed in a a previous interview from a while ago at Resurface she was not permitted to audition for a part. She wasn't even allowed to audition. Okay. For a part in The Dark Knight Rises, she puts what, it. No parts available. Nope. What she said in the last Batman movie, they told me that I couldn't get an audition for a small role they were casting because they weren't quote going urban. Ah, black. Yes. Yes, that, that is the Hollywood lingo for black. It was like, what does that have to do with anything? I have to play the role like, yo, what's up, Batman? What's going on with you? End quote. Gotta be gangster. Yeah. So, like, exactly. Why Why does the blackness have to define the role or the person's skin color defines the role? What does it mean going going urban, not going urban? That makes me think back to Dark Knight Rises. Who are the black characters in that movie? Um... That's a white ass <laughs> That's a white fucking series of films, isn't it? Yeah, it is. uh, Dark Knight Rises does have Michael J. White in a, as one of the gangs. He's like the leader of the black gang. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. Right? Yeah. And then uh, and then one of Joker's henchmen in that scene, real in that scene, is a black kid. Oh, okay. Um, but then is that it? Yeah, I think so. No, and then Morgan Freeman. Oh. Okay, Lucius Fox. Yes. Our one black character. Yes. We got, got Lucius... Good old Lucius Fox banging yeah. his step granddaughter. Well, that's uh, I mean, that's comic book lore. He's always he's always been a black character. Oh, there you go, Christopher so. Nolan couldn't, couldn't couldn't write your way out of that one, huh, Christopher Nolan? <laughs> God, we got a black guy in the lead of his next movie. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Hey, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I think it's it's. And then I've heard about this again on other like these LA podcasts where these people that are podcasting are also still actively auditioning, going out there and dealing with industry bullshit. And uh, I'm even hearing this from like white guys who are talking about the, um, the level of uh, 
the narrow-mindedness, the narrow vision of casting directors and how if you do a thing, you're that thing forever. You're a teacher once, so now you're going to be a teacher yeah. in all these movies and TV shows for the next 20 years. Uh, like, oh, this script doesn't say this character is black or Spanish, so no, you can't be a black. It doesn't specify any race. Well, it doesn't specify that it is a black person, so now you can't audition for it, you know, um, because people are so narrow-minded and scared to take chances and do anything. Who was it? Uh, uh, Donner. Richard Donner did the Lethal Weapon movies. Mm-hmm. And when someone suggested Danny Glover for uh, Murtaugh, and this Donner tells this story. When someone suggested Danny Glover for Murtaugh, he says, well, the script doesn't say Murtaugh is black. And then it's like, well, who gives a shit? The script doesn't have to say that. Of course it's going to be a black guy. Why can't it be a black guy? And then he said, like, afterwards, he was embarrassed by it. Embarrassed that he had that reaction. Yeah. Uh, so it really is just, like, personal bias that people don't even realize that they have... And then they enact on, they put it into action, and then things get fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then when there's like, then people have to go the other way, and do like inclusion clauses and diversity hires to fix the bullshit. Then it's like, oh, now you're just getting a job because you're a black guy, and like my my white friends now can't get the jobs because they're too white. Blah blah. It's like, God, I can't win. You really can't. You can't make this. You can't make everybody happy. I'm fighting for <laughs> Can't please everybody. Really can't. <laughs> one. All right, your final story. We're going to finish with this one, Drew, right an hour and a half. So let's wrap this baby up. Seth Rogen was in talks, in consideration for a Batman villain. Okay. Okay. We almost had a Seth Rogen Batman villain. Okay. Almost had a Jonah Hill Batman villain. Okay. Almost had both of them in the same movie. That would have been weird. That would have been weird. We were been looking at a possible, possible Jonah Hill Penguin, Seth Rogen Riddler. Oh, I was going to say, could we just do, we'll do Seth Rogen Penguin. Okay, that's possible. What are the other characters, in, what, are the, what are the other villains in this? Have they listed them? Uh, what well, el- we know what for else sure- could Seth Rogen be? Because I don't know Seth Rogen is Riddler. Well, you know, for sure, uh, now Paul Dano is Riddler, for mm-hmm. sure. And uh, I think Penguin is still on the table. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm speculating a clay face because of all the okay. mocap. Although, uh, maybe a two-face because of the mocap. I mean, he, I, I can believe Seth Rogen is either of those. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Jonah Hill apparently for sure was in the running for either Penguin or Riddler I was sort say, of leaning Riddler actually I was about to say we could get uh, we could get Michael Sarah to play the Riddler and have those two come back as a weird one two <laughs> a Jonah Hill Michael Sarah Penguin Riddler yeah the Riddler's <laughs> just like these eyes <laughs> I'm just saying it could be weird <laughs> it could be I love weird. when you through that line <laughs> for you I sing it um, that could have been funny. It's gonna be. It's shaping up to be an interesting cast here. They've got Jeffrey Wright looking over his glasses as Gordon. Um, which means unless he has an adopted daughter, uh, if this franchise continues, we're gonna get a uh, a black Batwoman. Okay. Because uh, Barbara Barbara Gordon's Batwoman, right? Yeah. His daughter. Yeah. 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 Zazzy Beats slash Oracle. Zazzy Beats. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. Oh yeah, Oracle. Yeah, that's right. True. She's also in the yeah. wheelchair. She's Oracle. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's, you know, bat, she's Batgirl first, yeah, and yeah. then and then Joker breaks her legs, and uh, well, paralyzed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, yeah breaks her back. Bigger yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then paralyzed her, um, and then she was Oracle at yeah. that point. Zazzy beats. Uh, I'm okay with that. She's already been Domino though. I know. That's what I'm saying. That would work. Maybe we can expand. Who we got? We got um, 
that that girl who played uh, Lady Lady, what's her name? Shuri, the one in uh, uh, the sister, the smart sister in Black Panther. Oh, okay, yeah. sure, why not? She had those like arm yeah. blasters, was doing some action. Okay, you know, I'm down. She's good. I liked her. Um, that works. But then again, I'm also just like recycling other comic book. <laughs> Can't even think outside of that pool, you know. Uh, the girl who's uh, in the upcoming Harriet Tubman, that little girl, that little five foot uh, lady. I think she's a little old to she play the older, character. She's older because they pro- they're probably showing Tubman later in life. Like, so if, like, like if they were like if they were making the movie ten years ago, she would have been great you're because right. then she could have aged into Oracle. Because right. I think she would be a great Oracle. She would be a good Oracle because she would age into that, but yeah. not a good. No, because Marvel's got to be a, she's gotta be believable in her twenties when yeah. she starts out as Batgirl. You right. You right. You right. I mean, unless we just put her straight into the wheelchair. Straight into the wheelchair. Fuck it, man. Like, this, we is, got th- the, this is post that shit. Fuck it, we got the agent stuff. Viola Davis. No, she's already Amanda. What's her name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's already in the Suicide Squad. Damn it. All the, all the actors are taken. Mm. There's also, gotta find some new ones. There's also a lack of, um, uh, you know, available actors that are not white males. You know what I'm talking about. Let's, find, Cogburn. let's just find some new ones. Yes, let's find some new ones. Yes, let's find Check some new town. ones. I mean, yeah. who's uh, the... Introducing so and so from fucking Queen and Slim. Oh, what's yeah. she doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That chick's hot. Yeah. Fuck. She's like all legs too. Yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Danny Clue was like, "Let me get a repel system, climb up that thing. <laughs> I'm gonna climb that mountain." Hell yeah, he is. They're pushing that movie pretty hard too. Actually, Dude, it looks see, good. See, see that trailer in front of everything. It looks good. Uh, I'm looking forward to. I mean, I just I like Daniel Kaluuya. I like Daniel Kaluuya. So Daniel Kaluuya was great, and uh, it's funny that he's Bo- been killing he, it. Bokeem Woodbine just sur- just by surviving the industry and sticking around long enough. Now he's like, now I'm in stuff. Now I'm the old guy and stuff. <laughs> he just had to survive. All he had to do was stick around, make it through the nineties, yeah. and he and he made it. Bokeem, good job, Mr. Woodbine. Good job, Mr. Woodbine. Uh, okay, I guess that brings us to our uh, our final thoughts. What have we learned? What have we learned in today's episode? Uh, we have learned to count the number of letters in your show name before you choose it. If you want a good Twitter handle, choose a cover. What did we learn today? I agree. Okay, there we go. That's it. That's the end of that one. Uh, everyone, thank you for downloading and listening. Uh, actually, no, you're welcome for downloading and listening to this week's episode because we gave it to you for free. And thank you to patrons. You guys are awesome. Uh, that is it. Drew. Chris. Peace out. PFT Media Production.